One, two, three. Do it. Oh, Case on a deep drop. Steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side. Caught by Diggs. Stay up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 30. No way. in for a hot episode of the Scolders podcast. Uh, coming in right before the season here, we got the Vikings playing in the background here. I'm your host, Ed Brown Merkel, as always. Joined with me, Mike Anderson. Mike, how you doing tonight? Doing well. Twins already won today. Live, Twins won. Oh. live football tonight. Gophers in a game tonight. that matters. Yep. Uh, and then Vikings obviously playing Vikings in a game that right does not matter. As we're recording, so we get to see some of the, the third stringers. Except for the perfect season, which is know. still... Intact. Still intact. Right now, as we speak, maybe this game will will get out of hand, but right now it's looking pretty good. Treadwell had some good catches so far. I don't know. It's yes. exciting. Yes. Exciting times. But we have special guests tonight, Mike. Well, he's yeah, he's special. Jimmy, what's up, Mike? Edwin, thank you for having me. It's excited to be here. Um, as Mike said, real football is happening tonight. We got college football kicking off. Excited to get get that underway. Yeah, my beloved Badgers play tomorrow. Excited for it. There you I know go. You guys Friday night game, huh? Friday, yeah. Friday night lights, man. Friday, Friday night. No, it's at USF down in Florida. Yeah, how you feeling about that? Feeling good? USF yeah. is that the uh, team, the self uh, self claimed national champions from a couple of years ago? That'd be UCF, UCF, Central Florida. Okay. Who, if you want to bet on them, have a forty four point margin. Ooh, Ooh. Yeah, forty four no, and a half. Not on that. <laughs> yeah, we'll take the under on that. But anyway. yeah, uh, back to, happy to be here to talk about some Packers and NFC North stuff, so thanks for having me. Yeah, so it's doing me wooded to hear this is our uh, This is still NFC a Vikings NFC podcast, North. we would like to point that out to the listeners. Yes, this is a Vikings <laughs> podcast, there will be some, uh, hopefully we can keep it somewhat civil here. Um, but we're going to be talking about the NFC North, we got an insider on our, our greatest division rival. Yeah. Um, so we can kind of just, you know, bash him together on the air. Right. I mean. Do your worst. All right, you said it right there. So I don't know. And then before we jump right in here, to, to well, let's our, uh, our let's favorites. let's give the audience maybe a little bit of the format. I think we're gonna the plan sure. is to basically run down the four teams kind of briefly, summarize the offseason moves, um, and then do maybe uh, kind of a state of the union type roundtable, just kind of a maybe an active conversation about what we think's going on, how we're feeling, out, yeah. and then predictions at the end. So should be a should be a fun show. Should be a fun show, you know. It's See if we can keep it civil. I know we did last year. About we, you too. Are, are we? <laughs> it's always friendly. I know we did last year. Are we gonna break down both teams' win loss or just Vikings' win loss for With prediction. Your predictions about? at the end, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think, think we've got to have in mind kind of just in general ranking of the division type okay. deal. Yeah, I'm looking to do maybe just uh, the ranking of the division, just because we're doing the schedule show, and I don't want to have to throw out a record here and then go back and like try to figure out where the wins losses the are. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, perfect. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, without any further ado, let's just jump right into it. Lions, everyone's favorite team, and uh, yeah. They made some some moves. They signed some players. They lost some players. So let's start off with the losses. Like classic Motown moves. We got uh, uh, 
Really didn't lose a ton. I mean, defensive end Ziggy Ansa, he left, and defensive tackle Kerry Hyder, I don't even know who that guy is. Yeah, I think Ansa was the loss that, you know, stands out. He's been a, a player there for a while, but then you're going to, we're about to touch on the additions, and they brought in uh, defensive end Trey Flowers, who probably at this point is a better player than Ansa, so sure. uh, it's probably a net positive there, which I think, as I've been saying, and I know you're maybe thinking I'm crazy, but Detroit quietly have had a really good offseason, and um, I think as we go through some of these additions, uh, you know, that'll be apparent. And it's also going to be the second year under Matt Patricia. Um, I, I'm telling you, this is not a, this is not going to be an easy win any given week this year um, if this team can stay healthy. But I was kind of shocked in the Ziggy Ansa loss. I know he was pretty raw coming out of college, and he definitely flashed and had some good, good talent uh, as far as pass rush capability. Um, I think... Not just because I'm a homer. I think Mike Daniels has a really good interior presence and could have really helped Ziggy by freeing him up a little bit. So kind of shocked they let him go. But Trey Flowers is definitely more consistent play-by-play uh, -play and more of a three-down type guy. So do agree they made some good moves on the line um, defensively. So we'll see. Yeah, I think Anso was maybe a, a financial decision. Um, sure. 30 years old. And, uh, you know, I, I think... You know, maybe they just couldn't come to terms on an agreement. We've seen it here. Um, you see it all over with the the guys that have stuck around and kind of become maybe the hometown favorites or whatever for a while. But ultimately, um, guys got to go get the money, especially in this league. So, uh, or, or one snap can mean you're you're done for your yeah. career. Yep. So, uh, I don't think anyone faults any no. guys that go out and get get the bag. Um, so you mentioned already. So Mike Daniels coming in from Green Bay. Trey Flowers coming in. Um, they drafted T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, picked up cornerback Justin Coleman, uh, wide receiver Danny Amendola, uh, Jesse James, um, running back C.J. Anderson. So it, it seems like they're, they're also they're bringing in a bunch of pieces that, that could, if they pan out well, um, could be good players for Detroit. I think Jesse James will play a bigger part this year. Rookie tight ends never really seem to take off. I definitely love the addition of T.J. Hawkinson, but... There's never really been a, a rookie tight end. Even right. Gronkowski didn't tear it up his rookie year. It's just a tough position to come in and dominate. So uh, love the addition. Don't think he'll be a big threat this year. Um, and then Danny Amendola. I mean, not as a slot player, you never know what might happen with Stafford and how he plays with him. But I mean, it's certainly not a bad pass to, to be thrown to no. Amendola. No, and I think they looked to. They wanted to get Stafford more weapons. Uh, and I think they accomplished that, right? Hawkinson was, I believe, drafted around eighth overall. Um, just a great skill set, an above-average blocker, so he's going to be able to help with that run game. Uh, you have Carryon Johnson that seems to be emerging as a pretty solid running back in the NFL. Then you add in an Amendola. Um, I would agree with Jimmy that Hawkinson uh, you know, probably isn't going to have a monster year, but I think you know, I would look for him to produce more than like an Irv Smith Jr. I think it's someone that's going to be a little bit more involved in that offense up front. Um, but yeah, Jesse James, a, a veteran tight end. C.J. Anderson was brought in. Um, you know, don't necessarily sleep on him either. Uh, someone with the release of uh, who's their running back that they, they they cut someone loose. I think this this off season, which is slipping my mind. Yeah, I'm not thinking of Zenner, um, but uh, anyways, I think Anderson's a, a player that you know will will have some big plays for them, and then certainly Mike Daniels, who Jimmy will be able to talk about. Uh, I'm sure a little bit when we get to the Packers and um, a little bit surprising I think for everyone uh, you know at least well maybe just everyone in general um, that that Daniels was lost and we'll see what Jimmy says about that but then also Justin Coleman coming in as a cornerback and just I mean all around they had they have 
a really solid offseason. And this is a team that won six games last year. Uh, looks to be better on both sides of the football. And I, I think it's a second year. The coach, we always talk about getting to that second year. And not only, you know, that, but with the, the influx of talent, I just... I'm not saying that they're like a Super Bowl favorite, but I'm also not. This this isn't a Detroit team that you just pencil in a W uh, week in and week out. Right. Um, it, it seems like everything they lost, they either picked up in, in free agency or, or they got, got better. better on them, I so. think they got better on both sides <clears throat> of the football. So, I don't know. Anything else? Detroit-wise? I mean, it's, it's Detroit. It's, it's one of those things where it seems like they're in year two of, like, I think, a fairly long rebuild plan. I mean, um, maybe. Uh, I mean, it, it, it all depends on how some of their guys pan out. You know, if, if Hawkinson ends up panning out and some of these new additions some end of those... up gelling well with the team, you could see these guys competitive uh, as soon as maybe even this year. I, I think they could definitely I mean, be competitive this year. And if they I... make some right moves next year, if they're if they're on the upward trend this year, then maybe next year they're even, they're even further competitive. Um, so... De- depending how Stafford comes next year, I mean, I don't, I don't see this year as being the year they surprise anyone to make the playoffs. Um, I know recently in their um, preseason game, they lost their starting center. It's a huge loss for a quarterback, also a huge loss for Carryon Johnson, a guy I was actually pretty super hyped about, um, along with a lot of other NFC North running backs this year. But I don't see them being a surprise this year, but like Mike said, they're going to be a tough, tough fight each week. Yeah, especially in, in interdivision games. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. We're what I was going to say is those games always seem like they have extra juice. Treadwell so catch alert. Yeah, boy. Another Treadwell catch. Nice made a nice play. Out. Made a nice play after the catch. First down. Too, but, yeah. Showcasing Treadwell. I love it. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy, would uh, you think the Packers would be open to trading for Treadwell? Uh, we do. We do have a water boy, extra water boy well, on hand if you need. Perfect. We, we will take that um, as well as, I mean, we'll take a ham sandwich at this point. Well, he comes with a Gatorade cooler. So. Nice. Never know. Yeah. Deal. You might Done. be on that roster on Saturday afternoon. You never know. Uh, well, that, that's a different podcast. That's that's an entirely different podcast. On to the Bears at this point? I think on to the Bears, I think we yeah. kind of wrapped up everything against Reliance. Which it's just going to be kind of wait and see for those guys. Um, but Bears obviously coming off of the division win last year. Um, so, who was that? Touchdown Vikings on uh, number 86? Dylan? Dylan? Question mark? I believe, uh, end, right? I believe like the fifth yeah. or sixth tight end, yeah. Probably not. Oh, right coming back. Oh, holding. It's going back. It's holding. Coming back. Of course. Of course. Uh, Bears, though, I think Bears. one thing that actually the three of us can agree on, we're not Bears fans. I uh, don't really don't like this team, and uh, I know we've talked about it at, on prior shows that we think uh, the biggest loss for them is going to be Fangio, which we'll touch on here, but that they're probably due for a bit of a regression. Yes. Uh, we'll see if Jimmy agrees with us. But let's start out with the key losses for the Bears. Yeah, so you had uh, running back Jordan Howard, I believe, who went to um, Philadelphia. 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 Yep. Um, safety Adrian Amos, who stayed in the division, went to Green Bay, correct? Yeah, we basically traded safeties. Yep. Um, and cornerback Bryce Callahan. Callahan. Yep. Um, so those are the kind of key losses. So you're looking at a couple pieces on the defense. Um, and Jordan Howard, who was fairly dynamic for them last year. And then I think Fangio, right? Yeah. That's that's the Fangio biggest major. loss. And that's that's a headliner here. I mean, you could have lost four other players on that defense, and losing Fangio, I think, is more important. I, I would agree. I think that's their biggest loss. Um, one of the best defensive minds in the NFL. Now they bring in a Chuck Pagano, who's you know no slouch, uh, had some success, but um, I think that the Bears might be uh, looking at this offseason as we're about to recap the additions, saying, you know what, uh, we lost we lost Howard and Amos at Callahan. But we brought in a couple players that are above 
similar caliber, um, assuming we can get similar production, right. we should be in a good spot. But I think that, you know, the Vikings obviously are, are looking to rebound this year. We've talked about Detroit having a better team. They're going to have a more difficult schedule. And now you lose a Fangio. It's, it's, a, it's a new defensive coordinator. I think that they might be um, underestimating the significance of that loss. Anyway, and, and I don't think any one of us is, is discounting that Cleo Mack is going to be Cleo Mack, no matter what system you put him in. Oh, yeah. But to, to expect the similar kind of performance from that, that unit as a whole as last year is, I think, just absurd. Um, any sane Bears fan, I think, will agree. Because that's, that's a fluke here where you have that many defensive touchdowns and you're that high in every single stat category. It just doesn't stay around, especially when you lose your DC. Right. Um, so anything else you're talking about the losses on the Bears? Um, just to kind of reiterate, the, we all kind of are on agreement with the loss of Vic Fangio, but also losing a safety, they're generally the quarterback of your defense. I mean, you guys should know you have one of the, the best ones in the league. So I think bringing in Haha is a good substitution. We'll get to the additions in a little bit here. But losing Amos, I think, is a bigger loss just because he was the, the cover of your defense. He was your last line of defense. And bringing in a new person, it's hard to get them up to scheme, and you're bringing in a new scheme with Chuck Pagano. So... I think their defense takes a major step back. Well, and I, I think you, you nailed it there that um, if indeed he is the leader of a defense and then you lose the ultimate leader and the coordinator, now all of a sudden you have two new, you know, so to speak, leaders coming in. And this, again, it's a different, it, it's a different culture, whether or not they want to believe it or not. Yes, um, yes you yeah. have Mac and you have some of the same pieces, but you're also changing a lot at the top level. So... Um, be interested to see how they do. Uh, I know, you know, they start out right out the gate in the first game of the NFL season here uh, a week from today against Green Bay. I believe that is at home for them, a home game. Mm -hmm. um, yep. But, yeah, they, they, they start out with a pretty tough test right out the gate, and you know they're looking for vengeance after last yep. year's first game against them. But um, I think let's, let's jump over the additions. Uh, drafted David Montgomery, uh, running back out of, uh, I believe, like, was it Iowa State? Iowa State, yeah. yes. Uh, a lot of people are high on him. If you, uh, you know, if you're a fantasy football player, you listen to the uh, Saturday Fantasy Podcast, I'm yep. sure they've touched on David Montgomery. Um, should be able to fill in the Jordan Howard shoes um, adequately. They also still believe have Tariq Cohen there. Uh, they bring in, as Jimmy mentioned, safety HaHa Clinton-Dix. They bring in cornerback Buster Scrine. So they're kind of replacing the Bryce Callahan, the Adrian Amos is there. Kind of one then, for one, yeah. Yeah, and then the Chuck Pagano. So again, I think if you're a Bears fan, you're looking at this going, hey, this is about the same team. It's really going to be up to Trubisky, assuming the defense can hold up. I just I think that that's overlooking a little bit too much for me. I don't know where you two are at on that, but I, I see a bit of a regression here. I think I think week one will kind of be a tell-all. I mean, the Packers are coming in with a new offensive scheme. They're coming in with a new defensive scheme. So it's kind of which which team can kind of hit the ground running more. And it it's a tough test. It, luckily, they're at home and they've had an off season to prepare for it. But I th I think the additions you can't just look at it as it's a wash. Like they're new people learning a new system in a new environment. So. Yeah, it, it seems like it's always a downgrade unless the talent level is substantially better. Like we had mentioned earlier with the certain DN that. Right. Yeah, this is a twelve-win team last year, uh, seven yeah. and one at yep. home. So um, difficult to replicate twelve wins. Difficult to replicate seven and one, especially in the north. Uh, I do agree with Jimmy that I think this game right out the gate is really unique because um, as we'll get to Green Bay here momentarily, uh, Green Bay really hasn't practiced together much as a as a team this year, or, or at least played in a preseason game. 
um, and now you're going to have them coming in as a new with, 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 offense, with no live reps, and you're going to have a defense just, yeah. coming in that's relatively new. And I think he's right. Whoever can actually get off, it might be an ugly game, um, but who's ever really to get it, get the ball moving quickly uh, might be able to jump out and just hang on. To, to that point, though, I mean, I, I think if you're giving the edge to anyone in that game, it's probably Green Bay. Because you're looking at you have the all-pro in, in Aaron Rodgers who's able to improvise on the fly when stuff breaks down, and I'm not necessarily sold that a defense is going to be able to... No, I, th- I think you're right. I think that's a potential game that Aaron Rodgers could go out and win by himself. But then again, now you have a Khalil Mack, so... Uh, that could be a potentially a game that Khalil Mack could go out and, and, and try to disrupt and win by himself. But, um, you know, again, different podcast at that point. But I guess what, you know, what do you, is that, is that all for the Bears? And then when we get to the kind of the state of the union, we, we reflect on what we think they're going to do this year. Or, I mean, we kind of covered, I think, the, the key wins and losses. Obviously, we have Trubisky coming back, a player that's really a hot topic across the league, whether it be fantasy, whether it be. Uh, is he going to turn out? Is he going to be a bust? Is he going to be good? Um, had, a, had a rough preseason. Had a rough preseason. If, I mean, for me, when I'm looking at the Bears, I mean, you look at last year, and that defense was stifling enough and, and had so many takeaways that they put their offense in a lot of great situations. Yes. Oh, yeah. now, if you expect that, that defense to take a step back, which I think any sane person does, basically what you're doing is your average starting position on offense gets significantly worse. And I don't buy into Trubisky being able to... Um, to overcome that net loss in yards because he just hasn't shown that to to basically anyone. He, he, I don't think he's that good of a quarterback personally, and yeah. I don't think that's a, a rare opinion in this room. Solid athlete, but quarterback yeah. that can lead a two-minute drill. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just I'm not sold on it. Yeah, and, and with the new moving pieces in the offense, I'm just I don't know, I don't think that's enough to overcome the, their. Their defensive downturn, so I think they're in for a really big slump. Yeah, and, and if you've listened to podcasts, you've known that I've had a little bit of a longer leash uh, with Trubisky than you have, um, and it's it's definitely concerning because he has had a bad preseason, and, and that's that's not coming from me as a Vikings fan, Jimmy as a Packer fan. That's coming from beat writers that are covering the Bears, saying like, "Yikes!" Yeah. There's been some times here where it's been bad, so. Um, I think we'll see what happens, but look, they're a week away, uh, so <laughs> rubber's going to meet the road here very soon. So um, I don't know. Let's. I think uh, I think that covers the Bears. You know, covers the Bears. Um, yeah, I, I think we hit on all the major points with the Bears. So mm-hmm. I think let's move on real quick to um, the Packers offseason right after this quick break. All right, we're coming right back in, talking about the Packers here, Mike and Jimmy. Packers offseason, their additions, their subtractions. What does the math work out to? I don't even know. Right. We're about to find out. We'll find out. That's why we brought in the expert. All right, key losses. Now, Jimmy, I'm just going to let you break this down. This is is your heart and soul. This is who you bleed for. Even though you're wearing a red shirt, I don't know why you wouldn't wear green in in the Vikings in here. You're in a purple room. Like, what are you doing? I have no no answer to that. Uh, if you want to check, I do have green underwear on. I, I mean, do you really want me to answer that? No. No, Mike okay. does not. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, interesting offseason. Um, not used to, over the last few years with Ted Thompson, making a lot of free agency moves. The one he actually did make resulted in one of the best safeties the Packers have had in a while. 
Um, so it's rare that we actually sign more than one person, and I'm pretty happy with the people we got. Some people say we overspent, but getting new additions uh, into Darius Smith and um, Preston Smith, Adrian Amos, I think that's huge. But um, I'll kind of start with our losses, like we've been doing with the rest of the teams. Thank God Clay's gone. It's been overdue. Um, he we tried to use him too much as like a three down player. He wasn't. He was a pass pass rush specialist. Um, he did have some some bright spots last year, costly turnovers, week two. So okay, so am I correct to say you guys are going to like a four three, right? Um, it's kind of a hybrid. He's got a lot of different packages. There's actually some packages where there's only one down, a nose tackle, and the rest are standing. Um, That's odd. Huh. Anyway, I don't make the I don't make the playbook, but yeah, it'll be more of a traditional defense, um, which is kind of why we brought in those pieces. But the the loss of Matthews, I think, in the, not just in the new scheme, but he kind of wore out his welcome. He was just just kind of past his prime, needed to move on, and we weren't going to pay him the money he wanted, so he went to L.A. Um, bigger loss, I think, was um, Mike Daniels. We touched on it earlier. I think he's a great all-around player. He's uh, an all-pro, um, not necessarily like the best defensive player out there, but he's he's solid, reliable. But um, he does the dirty work. He's kind of like a Linval. Like yeah, when yep. you're when you're thinking top defensive players in the league, you're not thinking of Linval, Mike Daniels. What they do the dirty work that all the players next to them to get that. Yep, and he, it was purely a salary cap that we had to, we had to cut him for. He was he signed a, a pretty big bonus four years ago, uh, and then last year he had an injury-riddled season. Just kind of had to cut ways with him. So was that surprising for for you, for Green Bay fans? Do you think in general was that? Did that come as a shock when when that was? Because to me, I, I didn't think that that was a. Uh, big, it was it was a little shock. shocker for me based on um, yeah, yeah. how well he's done. But he's I mean, been one of my favorite players, so definitely a huge shock. Um, it was kind of a surprise. He was a fan favorite in preseason yeah. games and stuff like that. But me being a cap guy, you, Big community you see guy the, too, the cap it? they gained on it, like, I, I completely understand the move. Yep, that yep, they, they made quite quite a bit on that. Um, I want to say close to 10, 10 million. Uh, might be wrong, but I want to say he was due at least eight and a half plus some other signing bonuses. But, um, yeah, tough to see him go. I'm excited to see how uh, we get past that. Muhammad Wilkerson, he never really did much for us, wasn't ever healthy, kind of a disappointment. I was excited about the addition, but he was never able to really get on the field to make a difference. Longtime favorite Randall Cobb is now playing for the Hated Boys, so he's down in Dallas looking pretty well. Uh, I think that was another just cap issue. He, he wanted a little more than we were willing to give him. Wait, 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 is, this, is this a second point that, that we can have common ground on, that we all hate the Cowboys? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, look at us. See, we're, we're building bridges here, guys. <laughs> Crazy. We're being civil engineers and building bridges. <laughs> yeah, so tough to see him go. Another fan favorite. Um, great. He he was pretty pretty solid throughout his career as far as being productive when he was healthy. And tough to see him go. But cap is cap, as you know, Ed. Yep. Um, then the other two, Nick Perry, uh, Jake Ryan, they just kind of their contracts expired and they didn't produce, so they weren't worth re-signing. I don't think they're big losses. Um, I'll mention again. I think Daniels is only the real big loss. On our defense. That's a bold statement, man. That's bold. You, you're going to really dog play Matthews like that after all he's given you. Well, I tend to agree with him on the Matthews thing for Green Bay. I think the time had come. It's um, just the way. Uh, I'm Michael, not. Michael's trying to bait. Trying yeah. to bait him. It, it's just what we use. The way we tried to use him in the old defense, it was too much. Yeah. He was terrible in coverage. Um, I actually, I actually love his fit with the Rams. I think he might, he might see a resurgence if, be if he's used correctly, or which, yeah. I, which I think he will be. Yeah. Right. Which yeah. we didn't use him for, so I was happy yeah. to see him go. 
Um, and we talked about it a lot with the Bears, but Haha too. We didn't mention him yet, but he he was more of an in the box safety, and we tried to use him as more of what Adrian Amos is, uh, and it it didn't work well. He was constantly burnt deep. So no. I liked the player, but we didn't play him right, and he just needed a new environment. So to be clear, you guys traded Haha Quinton Dix to Washington last year, late last year, right? Yes, right. correct. Right, right at the at the deadline, so you got a pick out of that. Correct. And then Sorry. he didn't resign with Washington and ended up signing with free agency. Right? Yep. Good clarification. Yeah. Thank you. So just want to say because you got something out of that, which I think is is probably preferred versus just letting them walk. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what they normally do to good corners and DBs in Green Bay. Oh, yeah, totally. So like, I'm just I'm waiting for that to happen again. You know? That's great. Yeah. Micah Hyde. Yeah. Um, Could have been. So then you have uh, some of your additions you mentioned. Um, Adrian Amos, Darius Smith, um, Preston Smith. So you got the Smith brothers. Um, some of your rookies. What, what do you got here? What's, what's exciting you? Yeah, what would you add? Because I, I think even though you said not a lot of impact losses, that's a lot of losses. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of names listed there. The handful of guys, and that's that's a lot yeah. of lots to replace. Yeah, definitely, definitely a few losses, but none of them were other. You know, Mike Daniels keeps coming up. None of them were huge impact players. Randall Cobb was kind of past his prime. No, not a, not a no true. Love? Wilkerson never made it on the field. I loved him. I loved the signing when it happened, but he, I want to say, he got hurt week one or two and never played the rest of the year. So that sucked. Um, Perry had a really good year two years ago. Decided not to play last year. He played, but didn't show up. So I, I think this change in defense and then the signings with Gary Gary as a first-round pick, too, like we're, we're just going to a different different front seven yeah. as far as defensive right. body builds and players. So Zadarius Smith came off a, a record year last year for him. He had eight-and-a-half sacks, pretty productive um, throughout his career, playing for a, a arguably a very consistently good defense in Baltimore. They're always considered one of the, the black-and-blue division there over in the AFC. So I like that addition. Preston Smith came off a pretty successful campaign with Washington, uh, another high sack total or career sack total for him last year. And, and those two, they're able to play more than just those pass rushing downs. Um, and with the switch to, like Ed had mentioned, more conventional defense with the 4-3 versus the 3-4 blitzing, um, we'll be able to to rotate those guys in, keep them fresh. Sure. Something a little different. And then Amos, like I mentioned, I think he's more of a that deep safety that HaHa was trying to be last year, and I think Amos is going to be able to do that. Um, some people in Bears country are glad to get rid of him, but I think it's more of a cover for that him getting lost. So like the additions there. Uh, the other one that's kind of under the radar, uh, Billy Turner uh, was a guy that they brought Former in. Former NDSU. Tooting your own alumni horn there. Yeah, um, the, the biggest thing I like about that there is his versatility. Um, we have a oft-injured tackle in Brian Balaga, and Billy Turner is able to play guard, and if need be, if, say, Balaga goes down, which he probably will, uh, Billy Turner is able to slide out there, and he, he's pretty comfortable at both positions, so I think that's a great depth piece. And then uh, getting to our rookies, um, first round, had two picks. Uh, Rashawn Gary... Who is high risk, high reward kind of guy. He's he's out for the, the season. Is that correct? No, no. He I got. He, I thought he got injured. He, he got, did. He, he did, injured. and they thought it was pretty serious. Um, wasn't moving on the field, but walked off under his own power. Um, was in practice this week. Okay. Probably won't see him in the preseason game, but um, he's expected to be available for week one. So we'll see if he actually has a big impact or not. 
See, this, uh, this is why we bring in the experts. Well, it was a it was a precaut. You're thinking that because it was they carted him off, yeah. uh, but it was yeah, precautionary. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Um, he, he, and then they didn't announce when we recorded last. They still hadn't announced what the significance of it, other than a beat writer had said he's expected to be okay. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's maybe where you're coming from on that one. And sure. it was as early as Monday that he was back at practice. So um, so probably just just a little bit of a scare, and, and he yep. should be alright. Yeah, and it was it was. Involving a neck issue, yeah. so they're always precautious yeah. with that. Yeah. So, but he should be good. And I mean, he was the number one overall recruit coming out of high school. Um, went to Michigan. Never really had a high, a great season, but um, he could be great uh, in the right system if we put him in the right scenarios. Oh, um, I mean, just at that point, you look at a guy like uh, Daniel Hunter. He, I think, he had like what like great two or three point. sacks yeah. in the entirety of his college career, yeah. and then now he's just tearing it up in the NFL. It's just. Yeah. One of those situations where sometimes they just don't get in position to do that, but you can see the traits really showing themselves sure. on the field. Yeah, and he's an athletic freak. He had great combine test outs, so we'll see how that transitions to the NFL game. Uh, the guy I was more excited about, Darnell Savage, a true speedster in, in the secondary, um, came out of Maryland, and really I think can make up some, some ground as far as we've never had a fast secondary. We've always had bigger body type guys. Um, so I think Darnell Savage could be a great addition. Supposed to start from from week one, uh, and pair right alongside Amos. So two, a lot faster, younger safeties that we'll be getting there. So that that's big, especially with the way the game's going now, and having teams like Stephon Diggs or the Vikings with Stephon Diggs and why am I blanking on the other guy? Thielen. Sorry about Thielen? that. How? Yeah, yeah. It's because I'm looking at. Me? Come on, man. Because I'm watching like Laquan Treadwill and other of these Zilstra in the background here. But anyway, yeah, so you got those, you have those two guys that can really break out anywhere on the field that you need those safeties to double cover or at least um, help over the top. So I think those are big additions. Um, and then the guy that's really making a lot of news these, these first three weeks is um, Elgin Jenkins. Uh, guards honestly might start uh, week one. Uh, in which case we will cut our guard who started last year. I'm kind of blanking on his name as well. But um, more for Capri, Lane Taylor. But uh, more for Capri's, and then he's he's come out. He's the number one right now. He's been practicing with all the number ones. Um, was a stud all four years in college. Uh, but again, an unsung hero can play center guard. Like the depth piece there. Um, so yeah, thoughts, Vikings faithful. Uh, no, it, it's it's been annoying the last couple of years because he got the, the new GM and he's actually been drafting fairly decently and making some good moves in uh, free agency. So it's been annoying as Vikings fans to know that uh, Ted Thompson is no longer asleep at the wheel um, <laughs> managing that team. So it, it remains to be seen if they're going to be getting enough in place in time um, to kind of salvage the last couple of years of Rodgers' career because he's, he's, he's towards the end of his career, I think, no one's going to doubt that. So yeah, I think he's got three, four more years left on his contract, but, right. but that puts so, him at 39-40 at the well, end of that. And, so. and as we've seen, you you don't know. All of a sudden, a day could come, and, and a high-caliber he's player can hang it up, yeah. especially at the yeah, quarterback Angela, position yeah. because you, you see guys like that that have made a lot of money, and they have careers in potentially in Hollywood. They have they have other areas where they can make a lot of money. Look at the Tony Romo's of the world. Made about to make yep. double-digit uh, tens of millions or at least ten of millions of dollars doing broadcasting. Like, these guys have other avenues of revenue. So Which, by the way, um, I am completely on board with Andrew Luck being in that position because I think he would 
it would be a similar level as Romo. As long right. as he keeps wow. the neck beard, you know. Oh, 100%. If he doesn't keep the neck beard, he's not hired. That's but part on, of his contract. On the flip side, look at... I'm insuring uh, his neck beard for $20 million. <laughs> he's got to get some commercial highlights out of that, for Thank sure. Uh, but look at the flip side. You have Tom Brady, who he tweeted earlier, who would have thought I'd outlast Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's... It's insane. So you never know with Rodgers, but I agree he's definitely on the downtrend. you got to... You either have to be smart, like Patriots have been, and kind of change your offense to tailor it to what he's good at and, and what it'll be. But definitely got to capitalize on these next year, year maybe two years. Yeah, okay. the biggest piece we're looking at is also the floor. I mean, that's that's a, that's yeah, a really big yeah. coaching change. Um, I don't know, I don't know what that's really going to affect because it seemed like Mike, Mike McCarthy lost the locker room for quite a while. He, I would honestly, two years ago, I think he lost the locker room. Um, last year was when it finally came out, but. You look at the Packers, I believe, over the last... By locker room, we mean Aaron Rodgers. Let's clarify. True. Well, that's all that really matters. If you don't have your quarterback, your entire offense is, is going right. to be... Especially in the case of a high-profile quarterback, yeah. you know, like, yep. like a Rodgers or, a, you know... It, it would, the same would go to a Breeze or someone along those lines. If, yeah. If they didn't have buy-in, you're going to see the trickle-down effect. Yep. Right. And... I mean, there's been some questions of the young quarter or young coach trend. Is it the right thing to do? Or the Packers just following and see with that. But everything I've read, um, it's it's a new offense that Rodgers should have been in a long time ago. Mike McCarthy was kind of old school in running your traditional offense, and then they started button heads because the new the new offense you you change the play at the line of scrimmage, and Rodgers was kind of overriding McCarthy on some of those, and that's where they kind of fell through. And Lafleur acknowledged that a bunch of times, I think, really well in press conferences, and said, "Yeah, it's it. I'm the coach, but Rodgers is who is who he is. Like he's he's a Hall of Fame caliber player, and he's allowed to have those says. And we're going to put an offense in place that can allow him to do that. And you've got Devonta Adams, who I think is a, a first team All Pro receiver, and he's saying how he thinks the offense is so more electric this year. So, right. I mean, time will only tell, but you have." your top two players on offense loving the system they're in now compared to last year. Yeah, and I mean, LaFleur, we'll see. Um, we'll touch on this more in the State of the Union. I'll just briefly touch on what I think offseason-wise. Green Bay had money, and they spent it. I'm not going to fault them for that. Uh, Jimmy mentioned that they might have overpaid a little bit to get some of these players, but that's going to happen when you have money. Happens, so yeah. um, I think they made the right moves in going to get some players. I do think uh, you've got a lot of new moving pieces, which, again, I'll touch on here momentarily. I didn't love the draft. I remember at the moment, I didn't love the draft. They just had two high picks. I would have liked the way the draft fell to maybe either move up or, um, you know, look at something that's maybe a little more concrete as opposed to such a high-risk, high-reward player in Gary. Um, you know, maybe like a Chris, Chris Lindstrom or maybe shore up that line where there's a little bit more probably trust that they're going to be a, a substantial player in the NFL for a while. Um, but well, they took a couple chances. So Jenkins you know, was the second-round pick. He was our second-rounder. What do you mean, Jenkins? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah. Uh, but those early picks, uh, you know, we'll see how they turn out. Um, but, you know, live looking at Kari Vedvik. Oh, right, oh, right. 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 Yeah, he's not making that was 30 yards? yards? Yeah. He's, he's not making the team as a kicker. Also, Vikings fans, uh, there was a Kyle Sloter to Amir uh, Abdullah touchdown. Nice little nifty run. Abdullah's making Potentially the squad, get him right? on the squad. But, um, yeah, well, I think Packers was thoroughly covered there on the additions. We'll hop into Vikings here briefly, and then we'll just kind of go over where, how we think.
think things are going to shake out. So Absolutely. Um, one, one last nugget I'll just throw in there real quick just because I can because I'm here. Um, with the Packers, I think a, a guy to look out for, uh, rookie Ty Summers has had a really good productive preseason. Um, we've already had injuries uh, to Oren Burks. He's a linebacker. Okay. Productive linebacker, more of a not a not a big athlete, but he's always in the right play. He's got a nose for the ball. So he had a really good career at TCU. We got him late in the draft, um, and because of injuries, he's been forced into some activity. And I already like what I see. So got to keep an eye out for. I'm not going to surprise you or like blow the lid off of any offense, but. I, I think he'll be a solid defensive linebacker. Right. Trevor Smith's going to have four touchdowns against him. Okay, here we go. <laughs> and it starts. <laughs> All right, moving on to the uh, Vikings. It's Irv Smith Jr., by the way. Get it right. I'm sorry, yes. Irv Smith Jr. Okay. Vikings, you hitting the losses? I'll hit the additions? or, or what? Sure. Are you? Um, that, that sounds great to me. Uh, Vikings okay. and losses sounds great. Key losses. Okay, okay, Jimmy. All right. <laughs> Don't make me cut the mic, right? But <laughs> Key losses. Um, lost Sheldon Richardson. Uh, Marcus Sherrills, Anderson Dejo, Latavius Murray, almost lost Anthony Barr, but didn't. Um, so, kind of breaking some things down. So, Sheldon Richardson kind of read more of as a, as a, a pass rusher for us. I mean, I think he graded a lot higher as a pass rusher and, and didn't really grade well at all as a run stopper. Um, you, you kind of saw last year the Vikings, their run defense dipped quite significantly from 2017. Um, I think the stat was like the Vikings defense were playing four more minutes on average per game than they were in 2017. Um, that's that's an entire game over the course of the season. That's that's a lot of time. So <clears throat> is is that loss really a, a big loss? I don't know. We'll talk about that in a second once you get to the additions. Um, Marcus Sherrill's obviously a mainstay in this in this team for it's got to be close to a decade, if not over. I, I, I couldn't even tell you. But it always seems like he was always making that roster spot because he's so consistent at his returns. Um so he goes down to, I believe, New Orleans. New Orleans. Um, so kind of a loss there, but, you know, my thought is he, we brought in the new special teams coordinator, and he's kind of just kind of cleaning house, just <clears throat> making some cap room because I think Marcus Shales, we'd have, we'd have to pay him like $1.52 million. And right now it's at a premium right now with all the pieces that we have, the yeah. high-priced pieces, that's at a premium. So sometimes you have to get a little bit riskier on some of those fringe players. Um he was with the Vikings from 2010 to 2018. Yeah, so eight years. So that's that's a really long time. Um, yeah. Didn't really pan out as a corner, but was probably about the most consistent uh, punt returner in the league as far as, like, no mistakes. So it remains to be seen how much that's actually going to impact the Vikings, but, you know, we'll see. Um, he must have the, been hurt that game that Thielen lost us to Dallas when they put him yeah, up there was. for the punt return. And yeah, he was. He fumbled it. Yep. You know. What, you, you you want Marcus Shales back? It's not going to happen. Anyways. He's got He's got Mike. Um, safety Anderson Dejo. Um, kind of had a, a good last couple of years here. Had a starting role for us, but I think he was due $5.5 million. Yep. We were not going to pay him that. That was the no-brainer. Yeah, we, we knew that one was going to happen. I think he's only making $1 million right now with the Eagles. So, obviously, we made the right decision there because his worth has panned out significantly uh, less than that. Um, Latavius Murray... Great running back in the role that he was when he was here. I mean, I, I like the signing in general because I knew he was a solid back. Um, and then you draft Delvin, but then he goes down week four. Um, and I think Murray filled in quite oh, adequately for him. Couldn't have went any better so, than it did. Fun fact for you, Ed, Latavius Murray over the last four seasons has the second most touchdowns as a running back. Well, there you go right there. So just consistent guy, consistently can get in the end zone when it's in the red zone. Um, so 
I don't think it's a big loss because you bring in Madison. I'm sure you're talking that a little bit, Mike. But um, a, a loss to the running back room, a loss to a consistent guy. Um, I think that's kind of our biggest loss is, to me, losing Mike Prefer as you know, special teams guy. Yeah. That's that's a net positive. I think he's ruined four different kickers for us. <laughs> right. Um, the only other loss I could say is, well, we lost um, DiFilippo, but that was like three weeks before the end of the season. Yeah. So uh, that, that'll factor in a little bit, but that's also a net positive because that just wasn't working. The only other one that comes to mind would be uh, Xavier Rhodes' high level of play. I believe we lost okay. that as well this okay. offseason. <laughs> okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. Um, that's a different podcast, Mike, and we'll get that about uh, week five when he comes back, and, and then you're like, well, oh, if he waits, if he waits till week five to come back, we're gonna have some serious issues. Oh, we got Mike Hughes, we got we got we got Julio side. Jones, Devonte oh, Adams yeah, we'll to start. Yes. We'll be fine. Okay. We'll be fine. Well, I'll Devante. start with the additions. Gonna torture him. Um, Anthony Harris, not necessarily an addition. Um, I mean, we, we signed him, but been here. I think I, I say kind of an addition because it's, he's an addition to the starter. Yeah, uh, everyone knows what he's about. We love him here. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our favorite players in the podcast, so going to step in. He's made some nice plays already in the preseason. Yep. Nothing to worry about there. Um, he, will he be a starter? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's starting opposite of, uh, across Harris and yeah, Smith. So Sin- it's Harris Sin- spot. and Smith. Uh, And then on the line, we've got a little bit of a shakeup with, uh, of course, our first draft pick in Garrett Bradbury, and then also guard Josh Klein coming in, Elf Line also moving over uh, from center. So it's going to look as a a newer line um, with the loss of uh, Remmers to... I don't know where he ended Giants, up. I think it was. Yeah, I think that's right. Yep. Um, so a little bit of a new line. Obviously, uh, there will be some growing pains at times. We've seen Bradbury with a couple holding calls, I believe, already in the preseason. Uh, but you know what? We have a, we have a, a thank God, an offensive line coach, and we've got a little bit more stability there. We've got a unit that's played together here for the most part, been healthy with the exception of Brian O'Neill. Um, but overall, a little bit of a new look line that we're hoping can just finish in the top 15, quite frankly, because we think that'll be good enough to keep this team uh, operating at a high level. So, so you mentioned the new O-line coach, and that to me I think is the biggest addition of the Vikings, period. Regardless of, of how many positions you're trying to upgrade on that line, having a coach... Um, that understands how to adapt the scheme to the players you have and their skills, and how to effectively design a run game. Because you're looking at um, you're looking at Rick Dennison, who's worked with Gary Kubiak, another addition to the coaching staff, and they have worked together for decades, decades long, and they've produced some really good football teams and really good running attacks. So having that tandem be there and actually have a, a coach that can go through camp, uh, obviously because Tony Sperano passed on right before the season last year, that was a huge loss. Yeah. Not having that presence to be able to, to design those plays. Having Rick Dennison come in, coach these guys up, put the system in place that these guys can succeed in, and, and being there the entire year and design the run game, I think is the biggest change that's going to happen to this line, regardless of the players you added or minus. I think that's uh, kind of a fact that no one really realizes with like the offensive line coach. I mean, I remember listening to a few... Um, K-Fan episodes last year about, I think Matt Burke was talking just about how important that offensive line coach is for the cohesiveness of a line and it's something no one really talks about it's all the yep. flashy pieces but they, yeah, I think that's a, it's a solid point as far as something that could be vastly different with your line this year. Well, it, it isn't uncommon for the offensive line coach to be designing the run plays 
Mm-hmm. So you saw us take a huge step back in, in run efficiency, and it, it's not surprising because you had two guys that had never been in that position and were forced to start in that position with a, week, a week's notice and no practice. Well, and listen, I think this can apply to um, you know even a wider level in that new coaches and new schemes matter substantially, and it takes a little while to get used to it. Mm-hmm. And now you have a Lions team coming in after a, a first-year head coach, You have Vikings coming in with um, a little bit more stability on the offensive coordinator, offensive line. Uh, And then on the flip side of that coin, you have Fangio leaving the Bears. You have a new head coach in in Green Bay. So you have both sides of the coin this year in the NFC North on every single team. Um, And I think that, as we're about to get to, um, in my prediction, those sorts of things are going to have a substantial impact in how this division plays out this year. Absolutely. Real quick, as long as we're talking addition, um, seen a lot of tweets on the TV here out there in the game about the Zilstra guy. Zilstra. Well, he, he yeah. was his addition last year, was he not? Was he last he year? Was, okay. Sorry, just... uh, did he get up and get. Did he actually get a couple. Uh, yeah, I think he did get some uh, cup of coffee, some cup of coffee up there. A cup of coffee, what? Like a, a little NFL bit. Of, sorry, a little, we're still in baseball season over on this side, <laughs> this side of the table. But uh, it, basically, an indication that they got, they got a taste of the pro level. Oh yeah, I think he was he was on a roster for at least okay. a couple weeks. Yeah, All right. uh, Zilstra is so. Uh, those of you listening obviously probably know this. Uh, by the time you're listening, uh, probably actually won't know. Hopefully you're listening right away. So, uh, but wide receiver five for the Vikings is up in the air. Um, so he is a guy that potentially uh, could be that guy. We don't know. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Zilstra um, has made a nice nice catch or two in this game. Uh, Kyle Slaughter just threw an atrocious interception into triple or quadruple coverage. I'm not sure what that was. But um, back to the additions, the final ones, obviously a healthy Dalvin Cook. You all know how I feel about him. Uh, I think he's in for a huge year if he can stay healthy. Uh, coming off an 85-yard touchdown run last week. I know it's the preseason. Uh, and then lastly, Irv Smith Jr. Um, you know, really high on him, Mike. I'm hearing you say his name a lot. A rookie uh, tight end. Again, I agree with, with Jimmy's statement that you usually don't see – um, huge years from those rookie tight ends, but I do think, as I've stated time and time again, that he's going to have some big catches for us this year. Um, and I actually think a few of those catches are going to be in the end zone. Um, just a lot of athletic ability, and I think he's going to have just a way to kind of sneak free and, and yep. make some nice catches, and I think Cousins will find him. So uh, really excited about Irv Smith for are the you, future. Are you um, expecting him to be your tight end one right away? Or? No, we'll have Rudolph. No, then, it'd be tight oh, end two. Like uh, two tight but we're sorry, expecting sorry. to run a lot more two tight, two tight end sets. Yep. Um, and it, it presumably, and, and granted, we have uh, Conklin, we have some guys, David Morgan, hopefully yeah. uh, we might not see him until the second half of the season. Yeah, but he's, he's on pup right now. My guess is he's probably going to start the season on pup, so I wouldn't expect to see him. But we have some guys. We're, we're very deep at tight that, end. That's, that's six or eight weeks they're out if they start the season on pup. If they start the season on pup, so they're locked in for six weeks six out. Weeks. And then yep. they have six-week window after that six weeks to be active, to, be active, to yeah. start practicing. And then they have, I think, three weeks from the date that they start practicing to be elevated to the 53-man roster or put you IR. Okay, there it's, we have it. It's somewhat confusing. No, I, that makes sense. Well, I, yeah, it's, it's I just know it was like a six-week yeah. one if they, by the start of the season because the Packers brought someone off and that was able to make them they have, eligible. Yeah, and there's things like they have to be off before the before start, the the start to... It's like the no, week, okay, the week so of the game. To be placed on regular season pup, you have to be placed on preseason pup. There, you can't put them on pop if like it's like week three of the preseason and then they get hurt. You can't be playing right, that. Right, right. It's, it's meant to be like a long-term injury recovery yep. kind of to catch yeah, the yeah. late season injuries. Um, yeah. Cool. 
And then also, another note, if someone is IR before the official start of the season, they're done. They cannot be brought back. Correct. The IR That's, I think, what I was, yeah. Um, and then the last piece, Shamar Stephan coming back from, I believe, Seattle. Correct. Uh, yep. Should fill uh, should fill basically the Sheldon Richardson role. Um, but, but again, like I said, it's not he's he doesn't read more of his pass uh, rusher. He reads more as a yeah, a, yeah. a run but stopper. A guy that I think like. we signed for three, something like three for twelve. Um, a guy that might be here for a little bit, right? Yeah, three years. I think it's I think it's less than twelve. I think it's um, like somewhere around nine in averages. Um, but. Yeah, a uh, guy that should be able to walk in, fill in the system. So yep. overall, this is a pretty similar team to last year. Um, and now I think we get to move to the fun part, boys. Uh, let's just do State of the Union, where we kind of break down how we see this playing out. Um, let me give you a recap of last year. Uh, so final standings last year, NFC North Bears won at twelve and four. Um, they were seven and one at home. Uh, as we know, they won four in a row and knocked the Vikings out at at home at historic U.S. Bank Stadium. Vikings which, had a chance to win to get in. Which is even more um, troubling, yeah, because it's a win and get in. Situation. did not happen. Um, and they were already in, too. So yeah. They were already in, yeah. Minnesota, they had nothing to play for. Minnesota finished at 8-7-1. Uh, they were 5-3 at home. Neat. Uh, Green Bay <laughs> was 6-9-1. and one. Of Oof. course, the tie there coming against each other, Minnesota-Green Bay. Uh, Jimmy and I were actually at that game, which was really weird to walk out of well, you, because you, it was dead quiet. Was, the quietest, had most a, somber. Had ending. a uh, jersey of the kicker. Oh yes, we yeah. did. We did. Mike and I walking out. How do you not immediately? Nobody the talking, and there's a guy in front of us wearing a Dan Carlson jersey, which was fun because <laughs> then both fan bases were kind of yelling at the Carlson guy. I might have. I might have jumped in on that. But, too. Well, uh, I, mean, I don't think anyone would blame me at that point. And then the Lions uh, at six and ten, um, three and five at home, three and five on the road. Uh, last year. So, really, bottom of the division, Green Bay and Detroit, both with six wins, Vikings with eight, uh, Bears with 12. We come into this year. Um, what do we see? We're kicking it off. NFL season is starting with the NFC North. So, um, how, how, do, how do we see this one shaking out? Well, would it surprise you that me and you are going to have the same answer as far as the top of this division goes? And Jimmy's going to have how, a different How about, let me ask this you question guys to both start. like the Lions. Can I ask this question <laughs> to start? How many, when you look at the playoffs for the NFC, how many playoff teams do you have coming out of this division? Wait, what? One. How many playoff teams do you have in coming out of the out of the, out north? Of the north? Two. One. I have one. And I have one as well. Okay. Lions, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, Sorry, I, I, now that's not to say I don't think this division is going to be good, and I think right. there are going yeah. to be a couple teams that just miss out on that last the spot. Same. Exactly the same. Yep. Um, um, let's just start at the bottom. Who, who do we think is going to be fourth place? I think we're all joking about it already. The, I think the Lions will be. I I disagree. Okay. And 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 I'm in all seriousness here, but I I do I have Green Bay finishing at the bottom of this division this year. And and, and I have the same, but it's not like a rivalry thing. Like, oh, I think Green Bay is just going to suck. It's I think there's too many moving parts, and having a new head coach where you don't fully understand what's going to go on with that. I just I think that's going to be enough to take them down, and I think Detroit's done enough to improve. That the bottom of this league is still going to be like seven and nine, possibly. I, Packers faithful, if you're listening, there will be side bets after this podcast going on for this. So I worry about, and I truly do worry. This would be any team that when you have a new coach and you have, and they've had an unfortunate situation in Winnipeg where the field was shortened and they didn't like the post and no one played and mm-hmm. um, they're not playing tonight. There just hasn't Rodgers, and I get Rodgers has had a year where I think he threw maybe like six passes one preseason. He basically played for you know one drive. 
So but, but that was him, that was okay. in a consistent system, right? Right. But this is a newer this is a new system. It's there's some new pieces right. all over. Jimmy, you went over all the losses and a lot of the additions. And you're happy overall with the the sum of the goods there, right? And and I yeah. don't disagree with that. But you're starting out with Chicago, Minnesota, Philadelphia. And I just I get worried that all of a sudden you you dig a hole potentially to 0 and 3, and maybe you're not. Maybe it's one and two. Maybe I'm gonna be dead wrong on this, and you're gonna come out and go two and one, and you know we'll we'll you'll laugh at us later, and you'll win those side bets. But um, I look at you last year; you were a six-win team, and I know McCarthy was there. There was a lot of things going on, but some of those six wins were heroic. Came back, you know, yeah. heroically won. So I look at it as like yeah. I'm just. 10. I think Detroit clearly upgraded. I do think the Bears regress. Uh, but not that substantially from 12 wins. And I think Minnesota, if they can stay healthy, is going to be a pretty damn good team this year just because it's basically the same team from two years ago that we saw go to the NFC Championship. Um, just With, without, with new with, coaching. A little, well, not new, but Well, hopefully consistent. without the additional turmoil. Like, it seems every year Zimmer's dealing with something. I mean, you lose... O-line coach. Right. It will, it will. The week before the season. Right. So that's insane. And we'll touch on that, but I do want to clarify right. that I agree with you that normally I come in, I don't, I would wish Green Bay would go 0-16, right? It, everyone in this podcast knows I'm not a fan of that team. I'm not a fan of Rodgers, even though I do think he's probably the best to ever play that position, and I respect it. He's really damn good. But I, I just think this could be a down year. I don't think this is a downfall of the franchise at all. No. I think that this is just a Lafleur. It's a new. It's yeah. it's a difficult start to the schedule, and I worry that if they get behind the eight ball right away, it's going to be tough to get back to potentially competing and getting to like nine and seven or so. That's that's all I'm at. Well, it's not a it's not a kick. You know. Even, even in this podcast, we've we've commended their, their moves in the, the previous last two years offseason. It's frustrating for us because we don't like to see oh, that. They're, they're doing trend. stuff right in the draft. They're doing stuff right. You're on the upward trend, but there's just I think there's too much to overcome. Other than the Patriots, who is successful year after year with addition and subtraction and free agency? It, it, it's, it's usually like a said, year or two that they got to yeah. get. Yeah, so it's it's yeah. tough. And uh, one thing too, before we get too deep into it, like just I just looked up the schedule rankings, and obviously this is based off of last year's uh, right. win losses. All four NFC North teams are in the top ten hardest schedules. Which makes sense. Yep. You have the Lions at well, nine. Well, because we're playing the NFC West. Correct. And the, each other. Yep. Right. You have the Lions at nine, um, the Packers at eight, the Vikings at two, and the Bears at one for hardest ring schedule based on last season. So, I mean, it's going to be number, a tough year. We have the second hardest schedule this year. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, well, we'll let you rebuttal, or not rebuttal yet. I mean, obviously, you don't have to defend the Packers, but... I gave my, I gave my pick. I think the Lions will be. You do? Um, the Lions I honestly think they might repeat the same record as last year. Okay, uh, I, was, yeah. I was curious what you thought that record would be. Yeah, I think a six-win Lions team is is right about on par with what they've done. Um, I don't think they've done anything to get over what they were last year. Uh, and I kind of like some of the moves, but it's, I think, at best, next year, is if, the, if they're going to make a jump, it's going to be next year. I don't... I don't see anything flashy that they did. Um, all their great, their best players are in the primes or twilight of it, so that they're not going to push them over the edge. So I think they're a six-win team. I, I think that that number of six is about where I'm seeing. Uh, that's that's about where I, I see the floor as well. Um, or is this for the Lions? No, I think the floor of the, the, the North the is the North. Okay. This isn't going to be one of the divisions where we have that three, four, five-win team. There, there's not going to be just injuries. a... Barring injuries, of course, which is all of this, but um, I think you're looking at probably a six or seven win team at the bottom of this division. Yep. And only one makes it up. 
Yes, I know. And it's crazy, but I'm... It, it, it's like I said, it's going to come down to week 17. And, and we did the already, we did the playoff prediction show, which yep. uh, everyone knows kind of how close I had it for the North. And it was a tough decision. And, and um, between then and now, I might have even changed my mind. I don't remember exactly what I had going on. Yeah. All right, so let's go, let's move on to uh, third place. Third place. Um, man, I'm, I'm going to let someone else start this one, because I'm torn right now. Bears. Bears. <laughs> Wow! Look at us, bears and bears, and they're high fiving people. We are we are continuing to build the bridges. Yes, bears. I, I think bears are going third in this division, and I don't think it's going to be by much. But I think the lions are going to edge them out by a game. I'm I'm going to beat a dead horse. The loss of Vic Fangio, I think, is going to play a yep. bigger role than they expect. It's no. tough to replace coordinator. You have mentioned it with an offensive line, let alone a full defensive coordinator. Right. Like it's going to be tough. And and for me, it's it's not like they're going to go. Seven and nine. I think they're going to be nine and seven, eight and eight, somewhere in there. They're still going to have a positive season, but it's not going to be 12 win. I don't think it's going to be enough to get anywhere sniffing the playoffs. They're going to be eliminated basically from contention by week 16. I, I, yeah, I can see that like being a six and eight team and then they win their last two games or something like that. And finish eight and eight. Eight and eight, yeah. Um, I could see the Lions being a five win team. I know I said six earlier, but I think um, three. And two in this division are going to be like Ed said, eight and eight, nine and seven. I think two and three are going to finish around there. All right, uh, I'm going to. St- I'll, I'll go with it. Um, I, I'll go with the Bears as well. Uh, I, I just think that it's more Detroit for me, and I just I'm I've been kind of preaching that I love their off season, and I think that they're a better football team than everyone thinks. So I'm I'm going to say that Chicago regresses enough. Um, there's enough new faces, and I think Jimmy nailed it. The Fangio loss is really what's going to set them back. Uh, and also, I think there's improvement, right, on um, them getting – you said they were the number one difficult, most the difficult. Hardest they have the hardest schedule in the league, um, along with a couple upgraded teams in the NFC, in my opinion. And you know what? Green Bay always plays them tough. It's arguably the number one rivalry in football. So it doesn't even matter if I think yeah. that Green Bay might regress this year. That those two battles don't really matter, and we well, already talked about week one. Two, three, and ten teams. Yeah, each other. it's, it's gonna be crazy. so. Uh, yeah, I'll go with the Bears. Uh, I'll buy in. Um, I hope we got a lot of Bears fans listening. And, and yeah, you're gonna finish towards the bottom. You're gonna have a bad year. You're gonna miss the playoffs. Side bet number two: Mike has the Lions going okay. second in the division. Well, so do I. I don't have the Lions making making the division their first division title. So you and I have the same. Uh, Lions going second in the division. I have them going one and two. Ten and six. Woo! Wow! Hey, now they did go ten and six the year that uh, they were. They were what? They were ten and three, and they needed to win one of the final three, and they ended up yep. losing. Yep. Um, yeah. So, so I think it's going to be similar to that. They're going to be ten and five. All right, they're going to need one win week seventeen to get in. They're not going to get it. Wow! But they're going to be right on the cusp of it this year. Do you know why they're not going to get it? Because they play the Packers in week seventeen. Yeah, oh, you guys get to play classic. spoiler. Boom. Which, which I'm fine with. No, Aaron will be out in LA. Oh, yeah, because we're going to be resting up for the right. the playoffs. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll stick with it as well. I think that Detroit really will flirt with the playoff spot. I think they'll be consistent um, all year, be in the conversation. Um, if they can stay healthy, I think Stafford is still a very adequate quarterback, and they brought in some weapons for him. So it'll be kind of fun for him to be able to sling the ball around. Yep. Uh, I, I think year two in the, the – 
the coaching scheme huge. is going to be Patric- huge. Yeah, huge. That defense should get better. I believe Patricia is a defensive-minded um, yep. coordinator. You still got some nice pieces there. You bring in a, a Trey Flowers. So who played under him um, before? Yeah, I, I I really think this Detroit team, um, and I could this Good could surprise. be something that haunts me, Good but surprise. I think they're not they're not going to be that bad of a football team this year. So um, I'll have them narrowly missing the playoffs. At uh, I'm going to go nine and seven. Nine and seven. Okay, so we have ten and did, six. Did nine you seven. give your Bears record? Uh, Bears record, I'm going to say 7-9. 7-9. Okay. Losing season for... So I've got Green Bay and Chicago right at that 6-7 win mark. Green Bay maybe at 6, but also maybe both of them at 7-9. Seven and nine, okay. And then 9-7 and seven for... So we know where we're at here, right? Because Correct. Uh, but I was opposite of you two. I think two uh, NF, um, NFC North teams will make the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to have you guys... Yeah, so wait, where were you at? You had the bottom was... Lions. Lions. The second bottom was Bears. Chicago. So you Bears. got Vikes and Green Bay. Who do you got Both finished in? Playoffs. Who do you got finishing second in the division? Um, Packers. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Can we record that? Wait, wait. We uh, they, come that. on. Um, I. They're gonna make that as a wild card. Um, I hey. have them at ten wins. It's a tough schedule. Um, Ooh. and I think the first three weeks are gonna be crucial. Um, <laughs> not enough. Uh, <laughs> you don't take enough commercial breaks. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I think I think a ten win team out of the NFC North is going to do enough damage to other NFC teams that it it, it gets you in. And, I agree. I agree. Um, ten wins in the North will get you in. And I, well, I think that th- that's where my tiebreaker is with the Lions because I think their division record is going to be bad. So you think they'll lose out on that? All right, so they'll right. lose on that. It'll be like two and four in the division, but they'll right. still be ten and six. So I think I think the Packers um, have a ten win team. Um, they they could surprise me to eleven. I wouldn't be shocked. Twelve would really surprise me. I don't see that happening. But I also don't see uh, a losing record like last year happening again, barring injury, of course. So I, I'm, they're going on with a, a new offense. Um, Rodgers, Devontae, they're rejuvenated. Um, a different defensive scheme. we got some new players coming in. I think we could surprise some, some teams, um, and I think we make it as a wild card. What is your concern level? Um, because I feel like I would say this for Minnesota. I would say this for any team that had a new system. And just, you know, the, the third preseason game was essentially just, it might as well have never happened. You had 33 starter, 33 players that did not play, including all we starters. We played on an 80-yard field. True, but you had, you literally, it's a game that didn't happen, um, a game that typically your starters are going to play uh, half. It was just to or, get the speed, yeah. So, I mean, is I, there, I know you've been tooting his horn, Dalvin Cook had two rushes. Yeah, I mean, because That's, that's a little bit that. of a different scenario, but our other starters, Cousins played the whole, the whole first half. Correct. Um, but my question is, Rogers aside, new system and the fact that you didn't have any of you just haven't had a lot of experience with those players. Do you have any concern about that, or are you just viewing the preseason as like, yeah, they didn't get the snaps, but you don't think it's going to impact the regular season? So I mean, with the preseason, most of our um, offense hasn't got the snaps, which is where I'm less concerned. Um, I, a lot of our defense did, like you saw. Unfortunately, got hurt. Like you saw our first round pick out there, um, Sean Gary. Sean Gary, thank you. Yeah. Um, he, you saw him out there. Um, you, you saw a lot of the key position battles, like our number two and our number three receivers. They're getting a lot of snaps out there. So I, I think those pieces have, have gotten enough reps. And then we had a we had a live scrimmage practice twice with Houston, which I think is a, a big deal. Um, I honestly wish they would do more of those and less preseason games, to be honest, going forward. But. I don't think I'm not concerned about the reps. You you have Rodgers, who's an All Pro. You have Devonte, who doesn't need the reps. Um, 
is it nice to get the full team out there? Sure, but their their professionals are practicing. But what about reps week. in a new system, like a new? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like they're practicing every week for that, and right. I, I I'm not. So you're, you're fine about that. Okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's not concerned about it because he hasn't make the playoffs. And and like I said, like week one, we're playing a, a defense that's in the same spot. So I think week one, it's a it's a perfect storm for us. To face the Bears? I, I think if you have them going 10-6, and six, and like I said, I believe you start Chicago, Minnesota at home, Philadelphia at home, or are you at Philly? Um, Philly's in Green Bay. Okay. So we, we start out at the Bears, which I think I think we take, honestly. Um, and then the Vikings visit Green Bay. And then the Eagles visit, visit right after? That's week four. Oh, that's week four. Okay. Uh, week three is the Broncos visit. So we have three home games in a row. So you, in your mind, I mean, you got to be coming out of that probably three and one if you're looking at them to win ten games. If we come out two and two, I'd be happy. Um, I think... Every two as long as one of the losses is the Vikings. <laughs> Which because presumably he's thinking because yeah. we all have the same... <clears throat> but then, but then we got a, we got a good stretch where we can gain some momentum. I mean, we have Oakland could be tough this year. And then Lions um, at the Chargers could be tough. Then we play Carolina at home. You never know. So I, there's some there's some spots we can gain some some steam. Um, yep. If we start out two and two, I'll be happy. I think three and one is possible. Um, I also don't write us off if we start out one and three because we we played the Vikings, we played the Bears, and we played the Eagles, which are playoff teams, and you. Get, it's, those are good teams you want to match up against to get some experience early. How many years have the Patriots gone like 0-2 or 1-3 and and everyone's like, oh, Brady's done, and then they make the playoffs? So, well, I don't know. That division is also complete trash. <laughs> they, they could make the playoffs, honestly, at probably 7-9 and nine some years in that division. Uh, they also missed out at 10-6 and six when Matt Castle was quarterback, so there you go, ahead. I know, the, the Matt Castle, okay. Yeah. Um, All right, so yeah, um, that's that's my last little little thing on. Okay, Packers at two. We haven't card. discussed Detroit at two yet. Yeah, did we? I yeah, I did. Mike, Mike did. Yeah, I, I thought Mike. you did as well. Okay, well, that must be. No, I, I did not. How many have I had to drink? Uh, I don't know. I st- stopped probably, counting at the second six pack. Probably don't. Oh, <laughs> probably too many. Okay, <laughs> moving on. So this means that we are all in complete agreement. The Vikings will retain the crown, or not retain, regain the crown. Regain. Mm-hmm. Of the NFC North. Kings of the North. Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, for me, it, it's been a culmination over the course of the summer, uh, through preseason, through actually uh, investing more time than ever um, into looking at the NFL, looking at all of the different moves, and um, I really feel the Vikings have come out uh, healthy through the preseason, which has been something that's been a problem for not only us but many teams, but we've managed to do it. Which is knock on wood because that's... Oh. It is knock on wood, but none of them are... I mean, yeah, I mean, yep. we're not playing those guys right now anyways, but um, and you don't hope that any of these guys get hurt either. But, uh, you know, that and then the perfect storm of two of the teams that I think are usually the biggest rivals taking a little bit of a step back because of more of a coaching, new, new schematics. But... Um, for me, I look at this is mostly the same team that we had two years ago in the NFC Championship. And last year you had a few things that were out of your control that I think really derailed the system. You had an offensive coordinator that I think tried to force his system and not actually look at the players and try to make it work with what they do best. And I think that that's something that's going to happen this year. Really excited about that. My biggest concern is the defense. Um, you know, is is that I, I I've said it. I think the defense is going to take a step back this year. I don't think it's going to be substantial, but uh, I think that they might fall into that eight 
range, 8-10 to 10 range, which should be fine. But some of the things we saw in the third preseason game scared me. Obviously, I had the Xavier Rhodes barb uh, earlier in the podcast here, and, and if they take a big step back, then, yeah, all of a sudden you're in these shootouts, and I don't mm-hmm. know. But um, let's assume the defense can remain top eight. The offense does well, what it's, you know we think it's capable of under this new system. Um, I think this is a very good football team. And in the NFL, you have to take advantage when you have a window. And this year might be a window for them to be very, very good. Um, second hardest schedule, you know, obviously is last unfortunate. Year, so. But um, I've got the Vikings winning the North. And I think that if, if it goes like I, I envisioning it, I almost said wanted to, but going like I envision it, um, right. I think they win it by a couple games. Um, I, I think week 17, we are, you know, we don't see a Cousins, we don't see those sorts of players out on the field. Interesting. So you think we're going to rest starters to that point? I, I think it's a comfortable win of the division. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I, I think in general I'm in agreement. The things that concerned me last year, the offensive line, the coaching, those things have been solved or upgraded, okay? One thing with the Vikings O-line, it can't be worse than last year. Like, there is almost no way it can be worse than last year. Again, almost no way. I mean, almost no way, but it, we were ranked the lowest in almost every single category last year. Right. And, and what you did is you brought in new talent with Bradbury. You have Elfine going back to what's hopefully a natural position. You, you're bringing in a Josh Klein who, over his career, has graded out really well at right guard. So you're solving those positions. Um, so, at a minimum, that should be at least a tick above. You're bringing in... More weapons for Kirk Cousins. You're bringing in an Irv Smith Jr. You're, you're trying to get better at your wide receiver. It looks like, well, the B.C. Johnson is going to be a, maybe a relevation at that wide receiver three. You're going to you know? roll Cousins out. You're going right. to give him a little more flexibility. You're going to get him in, in what he's you know, statistically graded out as better percentage plays for him. You have Delvin Cookback, which should be completely healthy, like full offseason, ready to go, out the gate, ready to go, and, and going to be crushing it. You have both Diggs and Thielen coming off of another great year, and you have, I think, probably a revitalized Rudolph with a new contract, and he's ready to go, ready to, to show what he can do because he knows his time is going to be short. He's probably only got one more contract left in him, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is his last year in Minnesota. So this could be the showcase for him. I think he understands that. He understands the situation very well. So on the offensive side of the ball, all I see is improvements in weapons. I see improvements in the line. I see a second-year Kirk Cousins coming in. Playing in a system, playing with Stefanski, who has been uh, his coach for now two years. So there's still consistency there. So no matter what we did with the OC, there's still consistency with Kirk. He's he's got the timing with the wide receivers. That takes time to develop. So the offense should improve, and the defense really should not should not go any step backwards. You lost Sheldon Richardson, sure, but you gained back Shamar Stephan, who in the system that we're trying to run is what you want to do. All the linebackers are the same. All the corners are the same. You upgraded, arguably, a safety from a declining Sandejo. So that defense should stay right up in there in the pocket, top 10, top 5 defense, because all the coaching staff has returned again. So I look at this, the Vikings are only going to get better from what they were two years ago. Quarterback's better. Talent's better. Weapons are better. The defense is, is still the defense. On paper. On paper. And... Might I, might I remind people, my whole my whole theory with the Vikings playoffs, you hear this, Jimmy? We're going to rehash you. He's Chils- going every other year, thanks. 2014, Mike Zimmer inches away. Go 7-9. and nine, okay? <sighs> 2015, they go 11-5. and five, 
11 and 5, make the playoffs. They lose 27 wide left. Right. 27 field goal wide left. Right? Next that year. That died that day. Next year. 2016. Uh, Teddy goes down. They go 8 and 8. Right? Poor one off for Teddy. That's my boy. But the, not, not on that. We need that <laughs> equipment. Okay? Um, next year, we go 13 and 3. Two game improvement. And then we go to the NFC Championship game. Two game improvement from wildcard NFC Championship game. Right? Well, it's the only logical, okay? The next year, down year, eight, seven, and one. That, it's only logical that this year we're going to go fifteen and one. It's science. And we're going to win the Super Bowl. It's science. I mean, it's pretty clear to me. I'm with you, Mike. I'm questioning how many drinks he's had. Over right. You know, but bring on the third six. All right. Back. <laughs> question. Legit question for both of you. Okay. Who's the better team, Atlanta or Philadelphia? Man, they're both very good. I have both teams in the playoffs. Okay, here's why I'm asking. Both very good. Okay, Ed, you, I'm giving you a chance to answer. Sorry. I think Ed likes Philly more. I think I like Philly more right now. Why I'm asking that is, Mike, you hounded me on the rough start to the Packers game. Oh, Vikings don't have The Vikings block. have Atlanta, Packers, Raiders. We have third week, easier team two. And then you are at the Bears. So you have just as hard a start. No, I, I, I'm not... I'm not okay. gonna. I'm not gonna disagree with that. And at then, all. and then, Ed, you were saying they're gonna be. Or I'm not sure which one of you. You were saying they're gonna be sitting people at the end of the year. These are your me. last. These are your last four games. You're number two in the NFC North Lions. Then you go at the Chargers, who could very well be fighting for a playoff spot. I like yep. the Chargers this year. Then you have the Packers coming in on your uh, disastrous birthday Easy, weekend, man. Mike, where Mike will be drinking White Claws because the Badgers beat the wait, wait, Gophers. That's, that's where they play, the Vikings? Yeah. yeah, the Packers haven't beaten us in the U.S. Bank Stadium. Historically, they also haven't beaten us in like two years. That's true. Great. Three Almost years. three now. Yeah. And, and then what's the last one? Then you play the Bears at home. Okay, and keep in mind, I said maybe week 17 we would sit people, not the last four games of the season. Well, I'm just saying, like, you have a very tough four-game start. It's a brutal schedule. Here's what I'll say. Atlanta, we match up well historically. We've, we've done okay against Atlanta. And if, it's at home. If Rhodes can if, match up if, against Julio Jones. Atlanta, I think You're my bashing Rhodes earlier. I know. I'm concerned. <laughs> if, if, if that game is in Atlanta, I feel drastically different about that game. I mean, I don't know. I, I think at home, that's. I look for us to get out 1 0. I think Green Bay, I'm not worried about just because you know how I feel about Green Bay this year. Uh, you have a season defense have, is returning almost every single starter. You have a season team. A, 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 brand, a, new, a brand new system. I mean, so, yeah, we're not going to walk through the schedule. But yes, I agree. Vikings, obviously, you said it. We have the second diff- most difficult schedule, so it's more than Green Bay. Um, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. Obviously, you had us finishing uh, slightly, potentially tied with Green Bay, but winning in the tiebreaker. I'm not sure how you have it shaken out. Where did you have us record-wise? I think the Packers win 10. Um, I could see you tying and winning it, but I I had you 11-5. and five. Okay, so... The two seed. Slight victory. Um, where do you think that that would shake us out overall in the NFC? Is that a top two, two, two seed? Two seed. That's a two, two seed. seed. Okay. okay. Uh, and, I mean, do you have any other thoughts on the Vikings? Any other input? I know we obviously uh, talked a little bit about Green Bay, but any... Well, I, I kind of kicked it off by asking those like, questions. I think... It's the first four. How do you come out of that? What do you What do you think? And you do? I I think two and two. I'm happy. What do you guys need to start your first four at? Are you happy I at two and two, okay or do you need to go three and one? I'm okay I think with two and two. I'm happy with three and one. For me, for me, it's four the four. first six. I believe is what I said. Because what do we got? Read me the first, and we're going to do a schedule preview, which will be a fun show. Uh, um, so after soon. the Bears, that I mentioned those first four, then you go at the Giants, and then Philly at home. And what's the one right after that? At the Lions. Okay, so the first six. I think to that Philly game. Um, 
you know, you've got some tough games there. So you've got Chicago, Philly, Green Bay, Atlanta, and then the Giants and the... The Raiders. The Raiders. So yeah. I think you've got four crucial NFC games, and if you can go... I, I, if they want to be playing to the level that I want them to be at this you year, you got to go five and one in that. You, you got to go three and one in those games, and you presumably win the other two. So yeah, I want them coming out four, four and two, or five and one. And here's where why I made that point. Like if they don't come out four and two, those last four games of the year, they're going to have to start. Oh, 100 and it's it's going to be a brutal stretch to end no, the year. I, so how hot? Even if they finish eleven and five, like I predict them. Um, I have them losing their first game in the playoffs because I think they're going to have such a brutal schedule. They're going to they're going to be a worn out team. I think they're a great team, but I think it's just going to it's going to come down that they're they're kind of worn out. They're going to have some some injuries unfortunately that it might hold them back a little bit. So I think they win the north. You guys will give me shit for another year on you guys being the kings of the north. Yeah. Well, we weren't last. Neither of us were last year. Yeah, so I mean, we were in the same boat there. You were the kings of the north most recently. True. It's true. But um I I don't I think I think us as a wild card moves farther in the playoffs than you do. Let's just let's just agree on one thing though, and it's not an agreement because it's a fact. The Detroit Lions haven't won the division since Tampa Bay had won. <laughs> Tampa Bay was in our division, and they won it more recently than Correct. Detroit. Great stat. What? Let's let's just uh, let's just closing thoughts here. Um, I mean, anything to add with with the entirety of it? Obviously, as a division, I think you for guys the most part. No, we're holding up the Vikes that. record. I'm. Yeah, I gotta. Yeah, I gotta. Read, I want to look right. because I obviously I have a range, um, but I I want to actually go through game by game and come up with that that yes. number. So that'll be a future um, show. Make sure you tune into the podcast. But anything. I mean, obviously, right now, I think the teams for the most part are healthy. I would say Jimmy. You can argue that that. Well, you can't argue. I think Green Bay, uh, far and away, has probably had the most injury injuries happen so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sounds like you're not too concerned, not too substantial. They've been depth or unproven pieces, so it does it hurt? Yes, of course. Um, I don't think it's detrimental at all. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm really excited, boys. We're, we're going to see football here uh, literally be kicking off in exactly a week. Uh, we're almost to the minute. Um, I'll probably be uh, over at uh, Jimmy's house uh, watching. I probably won't be. You probably won't be, but I will be. And I, then I hopefully, you know. I know you're going to game one. Yes. Jimmy, I'm assuming maybe you and I are watching football that weekend. Uh, I'm excited. Right, NFL's coming back. But any any other closing thoughts? I mean, I think this was good. I think we're all we're all seeing it clearly. It's just... It's just, I mean, this is this is kind of a return to the division where every it's a good division. team is... I think that's my closing thought. It's a good division. It's, it's every other team in, in this division is either on the rise or they have players where they're one year away again or they could surprise like Green Bay could surprise us all, if that if that system clicks immediately and Rodgers flies wins, in and then goes, that that's going to be a dangerous team because it's still got Rodgers, it's still got some good pieces. Green Bay could win eleven games this year, and I'm not going to be shocked. Right, like exactly. it's not going to floor me that they win eleven games. Then you got Detroit, who's making good moves. If that your two of not going to floor me. Works out. That's that's. <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> it's <pulling> me. <laughs> but then you got, got Detroit over here. You got Detroit, who's made some good moves, and they won't surprise me if they end up in, in that conversation. And you got Chicago, who if maybe Vic Fangio thing is not as bad as we think it is, they could surprise some stuff. And you got the Vikings who have been consistently in that conversation yeah. the last several years. So this is gonna be a brutal division and I, you know, we we've we've talked the last hour and so about this, but hell, we could all be wrong and this could be flipped on its head. 
True. And I think we could beat ourselves up, and then we're all going to be kicked by out-of-division opponents. But I, I think if you put the Lions... The reason I'm not assigning the Lions is because, like you said, I think this is arguably one of the, if not the best in the NFC, the best in the in the NFL as far as like a rounded division goes. So I think if you put the Lions in a weaker division, I'd be more high on them like you are, Mike. But I think... All around, this is a, a great division. It's going to be fun to watch. Like we're getting two games against all three teams, which are going to be a bloodbath. So, like, that's why they play the game, Ed. It's just enjoy it. It's, not, it's yeah. why they play the game. All right, final final question as we leave. All right. Top two fantasy performers, total points in the North this year. Well, we'll have one final question, dude, because I got an idea for final question. <laughs> but top two performers in the North. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'll start. QBs excluded. No, included. Okay. In standard format. I'll include them. Wait, 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 Six point group. touchdown passes. Four. Four, okay, four, four, okay, four. Okay. Or top total points. Total. It's going to be two QBs then. Hell. Um, I mean, who do you got, Mike? No, I, um, I'm going to go. Take out QBs. Take out QBs. I'm going to go Dalvin. Shocking. And Devontae Adams. I, I, why? Get that, get that word out of your mouth. It's, you Dalvin? No. Devontae. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go. I'm gonna go Diggs. I like to hear that because he's on my team. He's gonna, he's gonna be a touchdown monster, right? And um, can we get this in writing? Like we need, I need this down. Like this would be a fun no. side bet too. Side no. bet number three. Oh, we can't put this in writing. Why? And Galladay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think he. I think he did get into the third, yeah. third six pack of cider. Watch out, baby! Watch out, Jimmy. Uh, number one in the division, Devonte Adams for me. Really high on him. Mistake, but okay. And Aaron Jones. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I think Aaron Jones will be good. Uh, it, enough. If he's fully healthy, I think um, Thielen for number two. Yeah, I was gonna say Thielen's. A, Thielen's a. Is it a PPR? Big yeah. Yeah, assuming PPR. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and you got a lot of good good players here. I think Carryon's gonna be good. I think David Montgomery's gonna be good. Um, David Montgomery won't get enough. Aaron Jones, I think, up. is gonna be a good player. Like they're, they're this is a, a this is a stud division. It's gonna be fun to watch, boys. Real last question. All right. What about Vedic? Top two flavors of Buffalo Wild Wings. Ugh, mango habanero. And? Probably hot buffalo. I gotta go... Spice guy, yeah. Oh, man, top two's tough for me. Because um, you're usually a three guy? Well, because I, I like hot food, but then sometimes I'm just in the mood for, like, a, a teriyaki wing. I'll, I'll expand know? it to three so you get a third one, Jimmy. If I had to pick a third, uh, we don't have to. I would probably just go if I'm gonna go Mike's route. Uh, I love spice, so I I go top of the chain usually. But if I had to pick a third, I, the garlic, spicy, spicy the garlic, par- that's the Parmesan par- garlic. I don't know which one it is now actually, but uh, one of the garlic ones I really like. That'd be my third. Uh, I gotta go with teriyaki, um, Caribbean jerk, and then hot barbecue. Well, we got we got some some variants here because for me, I go with the hot barbecue. That's standard. Yeah, it's just. Just nice the amount of spice, nice amount of the taste in there. Oh yeah, it's, 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 uh, my mouth is watering. As a- Asian zing, right? Asian zing's a great sauce. Right, like, there's one on the way home. And then and, and then you, then you cool it off with some honey barbecue. So I, I, I also a great sauce. I go I go hot barbecue and then I grab an Asian zing and then I grab uh, honey barbecue and I just keep rolling. Oh, that's, yeah, it's just it's so good. Yeah, that's, I think I think that's that's all we need to talk about here, boys. That's, I do. We're done. Uh, football in a week. Football's in a week. It's well, actually, football in 20 minutes. i got to get going. Yeah, you do. Um, Gophers. Gophers are playing. Sky Go Jackrabbits. No, okay. So that's, that'll do it for us in the Scottish We can podcast. edit that out. Um, for me, <laughs> I'm at the Mach 7 on the Twitter. Uh, I am Muskie underscore Mike. Jimmy? Scotty underscore 33. 
Yeah, you don't have to follow me if you don't want to. That's no. fine. Um, Scolders Podcast, we're part of the Climbing po- Pocket Network. We're on all your stuff. Stitchers, iTunes, you're probably listening to us on one of those. I'm um, part of Daily Norseman now, so appreciate you listening. Um, football's almost here, guys. Let's go. Next time it's serious. Next time it's it's for real. None of this preseason action where Karavedvik misses four games. Slaughter's getting the whole game, it looks like, so that's we'll see. But anyways. Um, Any previews on the next show, gentlemen? Schedule previews. Schedule previews coming up. It's coming up. One of our favorite shows. Favorite shows of all time. Right? Yeah. Mike, maybe you want to limit him to a few less ciders now. We'll see. We'll see about that. Well, thanks for having me. Great having you, Jimmy. We'll have you back, I'm sure. Um, That's going to do it. Skull Bikes. Skull.